Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by guitarist, singer, songwriter who has sung with the Lonely Heartstring Band and the Clements Brothers. His latest labor of love is playing Paul Simon in the Simon and Garfunkel story. We welcome George Clements. Hey, good to be here. George, let's go beyond the mic. Sure. You studied at Berkeley, where you were part of the American Roots Music Program. What does American Roots Music mean to you? Well, you know, I grew up in central Massachusetts, and uh, I was surrounded by kind of more Celtic music. You know, Roots Music is kind of all about community. I'd say that's what it means to me the most. These are people who like acoustic music, who like to sit around and just play tunes from the past sing songs that are blues-influenced, Celtic-influenced, kind of have their roots in the Appalachian tradition. That's kind of what roots music means to me. So, you know, traditionally you'll have fiddles, banjos, mandolins, claw hammer banjo, guitars, upright basses, you know, that kind of thing. But roots music uh, is all about community. I think that's the, at, at the core of it. What influence has roots music had on your career? Well, I think, you know... In my early 20s, I was kind of on the singer-songwriter path, living in Portland, Maine, just kind of trying to play lots of gigs. And then I started going into these weekly bluegrass jams hosted by the great uh, mandolin player Joe Walsh. That's really when those songs and those tunes started to get in my ears. I think it kind of opened my mind to a whole nother realm of music and kind of a whole new community. So, you know, I think as a musician... We're always taking in new sounds and new new feelings that influences our cr- own creative work. So I think that the, the music of that tradition kind of just kind of informed some of my songwriting since, the, since the, that time. You're on tour with the unenviable task of portraying one half of a duo with more than 100 million album sales since 1965. Mm. How has Paul Simon's music changed you? I mean, Paul Simon is my idol. He's... I've been listening to his music my entire life, ever since my parents gave me The Sound of Silence for Christmas. And uh, I would listen to that album every night in middle school, going to bed. Something about the the harmony and the thoughtful lyrics and the chord progressions and everything. It just kind of touched, it really touched me and left a huge impact on on my mind and heart. So, you know, I think Paul Simon is one of the the great songwriters of our time. And I'm just very honored to get to like bring these songs to life. You know, Simon and Garfunkel don't tour anymore. So I just think it's, it's a really special show in that I get to kind of step into the shoes of a giant, one of my idols and just get to keep these songs in a live setting, keep them alive. George, have you ever seen Paul play live or ever met him before you took the role? I haven't. Unfortunately, I haven't, you know, I had tickets to see one of his last shows in London but unfortunately wasn't able to go. And that was going to be my one chance to see him. Um, so I'm kind of bummed I never saw him live, but you know, I've seen countless videos. So, you know, that counts for something. You're traveling the world, hitting music camps, festivals, concerts, and your own tour. What spawned your love affair with music? Well, growing up in a musical family, music was just something we did. Um, my parents sang and my, my dad was a guitar player and he wrote about 50 songs. And so every night he would, sing me songs as kind of bedtime. So I just grew up with this idea like, oh, music is a natural, beautiful part of life. So, you know, then in middle school, I started playing saxophone. I was playing piano and I just found my tribe. I found my people. And so it kind of formed, formed my identity. It's like, yeah, I think I'm a musician. My parents are musicians. My friends are musicians. 
and music is just a, it's a really beautiful way uh, to express oneself. And so I think everyone in their heart has music to be made. And uh, I just feel lucky that it was encouraged from a young age that this was a valid path in life. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to pick your favorite child. Which Simon and Garfunkel song is your favorite? Mm, that's a tough question, but um, I really love America. There's something about that song. It's like a 6-8 uh, kind of lilting tale of this man going and, and his lover kind of getting out of town and trying to figure out what is America. And I think it's relevant these days. It's like, you know, our country's going through a lot of changes. And that song every night when I sing it, you know, I've gone to look for America. Here I am on the road traveling all over America in the middle of kind of a big transition time for our country, I think. So I love that song. He is Paul Simon in the Simon and Garfunkel story on tour right now. And George Clements, it's time for the Rocky Nate. It's eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. <laughs> okay, cool. George, who gave you your first guitar and do you still have it? Um, my first guitar was from my, maybe it was my dad's guitar. And I do still have it. It was a 1971 D18. Very cool. When did you take your first ride on a motorcycle and where'd you go? My first ride on a motorcycle was I bought a, a 1972 Honda CB450 Respect. in Maine, and I went all the way from Portland to Bar Harbor. Who was the first concert you ever saw, and what was your favorite song from them? First concert I ever saw, wow. I mean, first one I probably went to in high school where I paid money to go. It was probably like a Dave Matthews concert, to be honest. I'm dating myself, child of the 90s. George, what was the one extravagance you had to get with that first paycheck? Probably went out and got, how do I spoil myself with money? Usually it's it's food. I just love good food. Probably went out and got like some delicious sushi and then went and, uh, you know, bought a record of my favorite artist or something. <laughs> if you weren't a musician, George, what occupation would you have done? You know, I've never really considered too many other life paths, but I think I've always thought it'd be fun to be some sort of like nature guide, like a guy who gets to just like take people on whitewater rafting trips or like, hey, let's go hike for a few days just because I love nature. That's interesting. What's your least favorite course at Berkeley? <laughs> least favorite course was probably, you know, traditional Western music theory, like classical music theory classes. Um, I love the harmony classes, but those ones, they got a little bit uh, dull. When was the last time you went camping? Last time I went camping was actually this past year. I hiked uh, one of the White Mountains with my brother and cousin. And uh, Brendan Smith, who plays Garfunkel, he came on this little journey with us as well. Best and worst thing about Maine? Uh, best thing about Maine is the amount of space that it has, I think, and the seafood. I think it's got amazing seafood if you get to the coast. Worst thing... The winters, they're long, they're cold. There's a lot of ice, there's a lot of snow. My friend Michael Hunter lives in Maine, complains about the winters all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's like a seventh, seven month period of just hunkering down. So It's time for the back half with George Clements from the Simon and Garfunkel story, playing Paul Simon out on tour right now, beyond the mic. George, you've been inspired performing Simon and Garfunkel's material around the world. Where do you see the future of your own work? Uh, I think I think the songs that my brother and I are writing right now and the Clements Brothers, you know, I th we're hoping that we're going to find a, an audience and continue to be able to travel around the States and just 
you know, play our songs and music for people. It's more of in the folk Americana um, genre. So I know there's a strong interest in that music along the East Coast and on the West Coast and in, and in the center of the country. So, you know, we, we just went on our first tour. So our goal is just to keep putting out records and keep being able to do what we love and bring music to people. How does your creative process begin? Is it playing Bach when you <laughs> really need to be writing? Or mm-hmm. do you start with lyrics, maybe music, or just a phrase that stirs your creativity? It's usually a, a musical idea for me. Just I sit down with the guitar and I try and um, get at a riff or a chord progression I like. And then from there, I'll start working with melodies and lyrics, just trying to flesh out um, a direction. Because once you have a direction, things start to flow. But it's, it's all about finding that initial direction. And it can also come from like a, a song title. You know, I've got a, a note on my phone that just has a list of all these little song titles. So sometimes I'll, I'll dive into that. George, are you a procrastinator? All the time, yeah. Uh, but, you know, songwriting is like uh, a muscle you flex. So the more, more you do it, the easier it gets. Well, it actually doesn't get any easier. But at least, uh, you know, you're exercising that part of yourself that's engaging with your creative side. You are doing what you love, part of a national tour. How are you challenged and pushed now? Well, I think I'm challenged and pushed by this career. I mean, being a touring musician is is a difficult thing. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of um, fatigue that comes from the road. But at the same time, you know, the rewards are great. You get to do what you love. But it's a challenge to try and be self-employed and to get your own music off the ground without the backing of like, let's say a big label. So right now getting my own music into the world is um, with, you know, without being on a label, it's, it's a big thing. You're having to wear lots of hats. So I think that's the biggest thing for me is to learn how to wear that hat of I'm a, I manage myself, I'm, you know, working with booking agents, but also trying to be a songwriter and a musician and be a performer. So learning how to wear lots of those different hats in the music business these days it's kind of the name of the game. Everybody has a memorable moment from the road. George, do you have a funny or serious story you haven't shared before? This is a tough question because <laughs> there's been so many tours. And I don't tell too many stories about these things. We try and keep them uh, hush, hush. Let's see. My band, the Lonely Heartstring Band, we were on tour in Germany with two other bands, the Lula Wiles and then a string band from Canada. And we were part of this bluegrass tour called the Bluegrass Jamboree. Uh, it was in winter time, and we were cruising out on this this Greyhound bus just from city to city. But it was in in the, around the Christmas time, so there's beautiful Christmas markets everywhere. So I can't remember the city, and maybe it was Dresden we were in, and we went to a Christmas market, and we were just walking around, sipping our our glue vine, and enjoying the the beautiful Christmas scenery. I guess that's that's my story. I, I don't really have it; doesn't really have a, an end to it. But I'm just thinking. It doesn't have a comedic element to it, but it's just a memorable moment, just a memorable moment. And, I, and there's so many of them like that. Like, I, I think that's the beautiful thing about touring is like, you just get to experience so many different cultures, so many different people. And it really expands your perspective on things. And that's just one of those moments where I'm like, wow, I'm in Germany right now with playing bluegrass music for these people who may have never heard before. And here I am getting to enjoy their culture, like going to this cool Christmas market and, you said earlier you take care of yourself on the road with good food. Where's the best mm. food you had when you were on the road and was what and where? Well, I'll just say most recently I was in Kansas City and 
And we're like, all right, we're in Kansas City. We got to get some barbecue. So we went to this place called Arthur Bryant's. It's like this really incredible barbecue spot. And we just got uh, some pulled pork sandwiches. And I would say that's probably like a decadent meal, you know, one where you're like, okay, this, this is going to like, this isn't exactly health food, but here I am. And I've got to get like the quintessential food of this city. Who are the three best guitarists of all time? Okay. I love Dwayne Allman. I love currently, I think Julian Losh is one of the, the great guitarists of our time. And let's see, probably the third one I'd have to say is, uh, let's see, I've done the classic rock guy. I've done the, the modern contemporary jazz guy. You can do everything. And then I just think, uh, I'd have to say Django Reinhardt because he played guitar with two fingers and was just a legend. So, and Tommy Emmanuel, I'll throw him in there. He's just an incredible fingerstyle guitar. So I cheated. I got four there. Bonus one and I'll allow it. How about the top three albums of all time that aren't from Simon and Garfunkel? Okay. I'm going to cheat and use a Paul Simon one. I love his album. You're the one I love. Let's see. Fleetwood Max rumors. I know that's kind of a classic, but I, I love it. And then uh, Andy Schaff's The Party. Very good. <laughs> when out on the road, what is your emotional support item? Let's see. That's a good question. <laughs> uh, other than my iPhone, which connects me to reality. Let's see. My emotional support thing. You know, I love my morning tea. So it's like, I got this little canteen that when I have that, I know I got like a hot beverage with a hot drink. Some about that warm drink on the road is just so calming and soothing. So yeah, I got to have my, my tea canteen with my tea ball inside the canteen with my chamomile tea, my green tea. That just keeps me, keeps me chill. So when you get home, what's the first thing you do? Just get in my own bed and not be in a, <laughs> on a moving bus for a second. Put on a record, make my own food use my own bathroom, you know, to just settle back into your, <laughs> your own stuff. Settle back into that routine. Yep. How has your life been given purpose through your art? Well, I think for me, the purpose of art is to bring connection and enlighten to the world. So I think making music for people just brings me a lot of joy and meaning. And when I see people's faces and hearts changed from a song, you know, that, that helps me feel like, you know, I'm doing something in the world to, to make people feel better because it's, it's a lot of, a lot of suffering out there. So, you know, I think music is one of those ways where people can forget their problems and just escape into the sound and escape into the, the vibrations of that music. I think it's healing. So, and that makes me feel like I'm doing something meaningful with my time. The one regret I have is I haven't been able to find the soundtrack for a film about a flying chicken. <laughs> what's the one regret you have <laughs> are you talking about the uh, the soundtrack i made oh <laughs> uh, yeah yeah that was a fun project um one regret i have uh you know i try to live with you know no no regret but um i uh you know i sometimes regret that i wasn't a drummer because they have the most fun on stage <laughs> although i don't envy the amount of gear they have to slug around. So um, ultimately, I'm, I'm grateful I chose the guitar. But some days I'm like, man, the drummers, 
they, uh, they're the real wild card on stage. How has the pandemic changed your pursuit of music, George? Um, that's a great question. Um, I think during the pandemic, I, I spent a lot of time just kind of digging into some covers. I started a YouTube channel and, and played a lot of covers and, um, it was a time of really going inward and before the pandemic, I was touring a lot with uh, my bluegrass band and I, I was doing the Simon and Garfunkel thing. But then, you know, once the pandemic slowed me down, I, I just got to kind of find myself a little bit again um, and find the songs that I really love and, and try and write some new material that I felt was more of a authentic, uh, genuine expression of like, of who I am. And, uh, so yeah, the pandemic I saw it as like kind of a creative rebirth. It was like a, a time to reassess um, who I am as a musician and what I want to sound like. And I and I know uh, that's a for me it was a, a difficult time of kind of kind of like a, a cocoon, if you will, like going into the chrysalis stage. And I feel like I'm just breaking out of my chrysalis, trying to get out get out of that. Uh, transformative stage and into a, a new a new chapter normally uh, we'd have one big question but since he's part of simon and garfunkel we've got two big questions okay for george clements beyond the mic george do you believe you're living your life to its fullest and what one change would you make for your own happiness yeah i do think i'm living my life to my fullest um you know doing music brings me a lot of joy brings me a lot of purpose um I think one change that I'm looking for this year is hopefully to get um, a little bit more on the track to having a family one day. I think, you know, family is really important to me. So being a musician can kind of be a, a winding path. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to getting that aspect of my life a little bit more uh, solid. If you could have five more minutes with your late father, how would you spend those minutes? Uh I think I would just, uh, I think I would just want to, you know, hug him, talk to him about life, uh, and probably sing a song together. You know, we always love playing music together and just, he's taught me my first song. He taught me Blackbird. And so I think it'd be really special to like play that song with him and then play one of his songs that he taught me just cause he was, a. Uh, probably one of the reasons I'm playing music and yeah that, that's a, that's what I do he loves singing America good seafood <laughs> and would love to be a nature guide George Clements is Paul Simon in the Simon and Garfunkel story George thanks for taking the time to talk with us today oh my pleasure thanks so much for having me and that my friends is Beyond the Mic Beyond the Mic